Hello everyone, my name is Sinead Jones, I am your resident certified sex coach and you are listening to or watching D-O-Y-O-U-K-K-Y, which stands for Do You Know the New Kinky Year? I am joined by Lisa and Susan, who are here to help us with our new series, Sex and Cannabis. I am your sex expert, they are your cannabis experts, and together we are going to come in this harmonious way to teach you about ways that sex and cannabis go together, some things about the industry, as well as some things, practical things that you can take on this four-part series. This is part one where we are going to talk about taboos. Now, as your resident certified sex coach, I want to let you know that I am with these ladies recording at the KKY Sexual Health and Wellness Salon. Uh, this is where I work out of, where I meet clients, and we develop strategies and things like that because I think sex is the best thing, or one of the best things that we can incorporate into having a healthy and positive life. Um, so if you are looking for more information about me, as well as what it is that I do, please visit the website at doyoukkny.com and you'll be able to find out all kinds of information as well as how to contact me if you're interested. I will pass this along to my co-host, Lisa, who will tell you a little bit about herself. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite little girl, Lisa. I am so excited to be in the Kiki house. This is such an amazing space, and we want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to record in this amazing space. But I am your favorite home grower because I am a home grower out of the Washington, D.C. market, and I advocate for home growers' rights across the nation. Right now, we're focusing on home grow in Maryland with Maryland Normal. So if you are in the state of Maryland, make sure you guys check out Maryland Normal so you guys can help us to legalize the home grow in that state. And if you're everywhere, tuning in for everywhere around the world, make sure you guys follow Grow With Lisa to stay up to date on local and current laws that are forever changing, just like this sex and cannabis space. Yes. So that's my focus in the cannabis industry, is the growing and advocacy part. And we can't complete this discussion without our wonderful guests that we're joining us for this four-part series on sex and cannabis. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Sita. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, just a little bit about myself to start. Uh, I've been in the Maryland cannabis industry since about 2018, 2017. And 2017 is when I started making edibles in the DC pop-up scene and then moved into the Maryland cannabis space. Mm -hmm. um, started up as a bud tender and then moving my way up um, pretty much all the ranks, eventually basically creating a position um, called the Cannabis Regimen Specialist where I help people develop their daily and his routines making um, adjustments as needed, um, when tolerance would change and things of that nature, um, and making adjustments for that. Um, now, we also um, tried some of your stuff for the yes. DC Growers Cup. Yes, last year, man. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, thanks. Thank you for coming. Yeah. And you won. That's a joy. Yeah. I won. I won for first place. First place for a category that was also new to um, the competition. competition. Mm -hmm. So, but that was a personal care, right? Yeah. Or topical, apples, or topical, personal, personal, beauty, personal care, something, something, like that something, yeah, something like that. Anyways, um, what I created was a CBD-infused internal infused body scrub. Wow. The uh, lip balm doubles as an under eye dark spot corrector. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I did tell you that. I, I definitely did. You probably missed it. I definitely did. So, but the CBD, the CBD, all of it is anti-inflammatory. The ginger, the frankincense, all, all of it. Is anti-inflammatory. The frankincense is great because that has um, anti-aging and anti-wrinkle fighting properties. Okay. So, like I said, it's good for the under eye and dark spot. If you have hyperpigmentation, if you struggle with acne, things of that nature, um, 
people who have used it, including myself, have found much improvement in that. So you definitely have to keep that in mind for next time and let me know. Yes, yes. The body scrub, which you both have tried, as you know, is pain relieving. Yes. All the essential oils within that, including the turmeric, is all anti-inflammatory. That is Vermont carbon base is the scent for that. And that's this, right? Yeah, that is that right here. Um, you can use this um, in the shower, and in 30 minutes, you can experience um, exfoliation, moisturization, stress relief, pain relief, and aromatherapy. So um, this is great for those who are busy, who don't have a lot of time to sneak in that self-care. This is a really good, quick way to do that. Or it sounds like it's also good for people who aren't having enough sex. <laughs> Everything that you change uh, as part of what your in the Augusta 25 patterns on my vibrator. So you have all these different, you know, that's the, that's the equivalent, all the different ways that it can help. Yes. It's multi-comparison. The links between sex and cannabis, like, we can go on that. We can have a whole segment just on that, right? Like, alone by itself. <laughs> exactly. So, but today we are talking about the taboo yes. Yes. part of the sex industry and the cannabis industry. Here we are. Bad, bad sex, bad I know. We're, we're, we're going to do there. Talk about it. Look, hell's going to be fun. Don't worry. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. But at the same time, <laughs> the government's going to make their money off of it. Oh, absolutely. This is so, true. Absolutely. But have you had any taboo experiences entering into this space? I mean, cannabis, let's also understand cannabis, especially when it comes to the East Coast. I believe DC was one of the first to legalize money on a recreational level. So recreational means that I do not have to have a medical card in order. I don't have to register within the government system to get a medical card to go into a dispensary and purchase it. In DC, you can grow it on your own. So, and then you can consume as an adult. It's not technically legal, but it's decriminalized, so you won't get arrested for it. So that just happened in 2015. We're just getting into 2022, which feels like 2021 because 2020 never happened. This is true. <laughs> it's 2021. It's my birthday. I was literally just 21 and a half that happened. So we're like at 2021 and a half right now. Yeah. And um, people are still struggling to accept yeah. the fact that, you know, people use cannabis yeah. and they are functioning adults. They are. And, you know, professionals. Right, professionals. Um. What I mean, obviously, coming out as a cannabis expert and a, and, and, a, and a sex expert as well wasn't easy. What type of uh, I guess taboo series uh, situations did you find yourself in where you're like, well, this we I, mean, I know you do it, <laughs> so what is your problem? Uh, well, for me personally, so I started this sex coaching journey a few years back, right? Um, I've been working for DC government forever. I mean, two decades plus. Um, you know, I really dedicated my adult career that way. And then I found through a series of fortunate events, you know, that being a sex coach was actually a thing and was actually something that people did. And the it, it felt like a very uh, altruistic mission, you know, to want to help people have better sex, you know, as a very natural and inherent part of our lives that we got here doing, you know, so why not make it an enjoyable experience and this transition history and over time but you know I was a victim of my own um, excitement at work where I thought that I was doing the Lord's work <laughs> well you know, the <laughs> you know I, you, would, you would say that but it's almost as bad to talk about religion at work you know especially in a government agency um, as it is to talk about sex 
And so what I did was what I thought was very innocent. You know, I was in a, a fairly high executive management position and we were doing something where I was trying to share. We'll have team members share things outside of work. So we kind of bonded, get to know each other. It was during COVID and, you know, we hadn't seen each other in a while. And so, you know, I thought, you know, me being the intelligent person that I am, felt that I could give a disclaimer to my adult coworkers and say, hey, you know, I would like to present something to you about something that is important to me and that I work on and you know, I'm certified in. And when I did that, you know, everything went over well. I gave people, you can leave, no repercussions, no anything. Um, and then this was in August of 2020, fast forward to March of 2021, and I have a sexual harassment claim against me. Now, mind you, I was very dumbfounded and shocked and hurt when this came up. And so I didn't understand it because I didn't even know it was a sexual harassment claim. But it spent months and months and months of an investigation just to find out that the government officials decided that what I've done, this presentation to talk about my business, was not sexual harassment. But the powers that be at the agency, it wasn't. <laughs> didn't, by, didn't meet the legal definition by any means. But the powers that be, because I was what is called an MSS employee management for services, you know, I was let go. And so in one instance, you know, sex talking about sex or even just acknowledging sex in public, especially, you know, in just a conversational form. And I think about, you know, having worked for BCW, you have the Department of Health that goes out and gives condoms away. You know, you have agencies, Department of BC Health, whose job it is to teach sexual health. Maybe I need to go work for an agency that, that <laughs> right. it makes sense to have those conversations. But, you know, depending on who your audience is, not everybody's as receiving, right. you know, to hear it. And so sometimes it's a matter of knowing your environment and it's also a matter of knowing what people you are around that can really embrace what it is that you are trying to give them, the knowledge that you are trying to impart on them. And so, you know, what that does, it was a kick in my ass to say, hey, you know what, you've been bullshitting about trying to get into the right. space and maybe this is what you need. You've been talking about it, do something about it. Exactly. So I, I, I think works. Works. that's how the universe works. Mercury and retrograde. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to mess up our stuff. I know about this stuff. So, you know, boom, all of that. All of it. So, yeah, I mean, it. I think that at the end of the day, when you follow your passion, when you follow your heart, that everything works out the right. way. Yes, it does. Exactly. Indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. But you also have a story. Yours isn't as uplifting, though. Mine? Is it? You so, Right. Yes, I would, I would consider it uplifting. Um, and I also have a little interesting perspective to add as well. So I was born and raised Muslim. Um, and in Islam, any use of like drugs, alcohol, alcohol is especially like one of like alcohol is what we, um, is considered the term is najis or najasa in, um, in Arabic. And it's like extreme filth. And it's like equivalent to like urine. Right. Yeah, yes. So, um, alcohol is really, like, you know, taboo, taboo <laughs> in Islam, extremely. Um, and cannabis, um, while not as taboo, it doesn't have that, like, it's not seen as dirty, like alcohol is. However, um, because it alters the mindset, that is the part that is taboo in Islam. And um, I began using it, um, I'm actually a late boomer, I started 19, and um, found it really helped me with my chronic, extremely chronic, in um, severe anxiety and depression. Um, but at the time, the kids were young. They were still in like middle and elementary school, and it just wasn't appropriate, you know, with me coming in the house smelling like it, bringing it in the house with me. Even though I wasn't smoking in the house, still was in the house with me, it just wasn't appropriate. So um, there was a lot of resistance with my family there, and it led to me getting kicked out. Um, but fast forward to now, they have witnessed the growth that. Um, 
I have since it's been in my life, despite the stereotypes of what they say about people who consume cannabis. Um, they're lazy, they don't like to work, you know, they're not ambitious, you know, they'll just smoke weed all day. Right, right. the slackers. The slackers, mm-hmm. exactly, the slackers stereotype. So, um, as a very blaring example of the opposite of that, they um, support me to the best of their ability. Like, they don't buy or anything. Right, like they don't partake. They don't partake. But they don't shun either. They don't shun. They, like, I, I can bring it to family. Yeah, like, I've treated, um, I actually helped my sister's friend's mother. Um, she passed last year in our office. And um, leading up her last days, she used cannabis as a means to, you know, help ease her. Yes, it was right. So it's been very well, like, welcome. You know, right. they all have given me the okay that if they get sick, I can. So yes, so it's definitely a good thing. But another um, perspective that I wanted to add to that was, um, Calling yourself a cannabis educator or calling yourself a cannabis expert, everyone's just like, everybody's a cannabis expert, everyone's a cannabis connoisseur, everyone, there's just like this, everyone's doing it mentality, but no one understands the exact depth of how deep the education is. But there's chemistry in this, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Science. science. There's science. science. Yes, science. But there's science. There's science. But it is chemistry. That's how to know right. the industry and know how all this stuff comes together, right? But it is a it is a chemistry like between how the cannabinoids work with the with the system that is chemistry, right? right. So it's not all outside the bounds at all. Um, people just mostly know about different strains, and they basically know all the stuff that they see on Leafly. Not to say that Leafly isn't a good source of information, because it really is. It's just with regards to strains specifically. Um, it's just not all-encompassing of all the variables that actually happen when you're growing, um, because you can have the same, you know, you can have two seeds for the same strain, and if you grow it in two different places, like if you grow one in Maryland and you grow one in Texas, it's going to be a completely different thing. It's going to display different nature versus nurture. So yeah, it's definitely all about your your environment, right? right. Environment. But I feel like a lot of the discrepancies that we do have with information is based on the legalities. Yeah. Um, because of the federal position of cannabis, the federal scheduling, excuse me, of cannabis as a Schedule One drug, meaning the most one of the right. most dangerous right. substances that has no medical use and or benefits, which it's kind of crazy that with that it's still scheduled as that as we were coming to find out um, more and more um, of how it does have these healing properties to it. Yeah. So, but because it's at that schedule one, there is um, technically um, there have been some 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 programs that opened up, but legally under federal law, you're we're, you're not allowed to get any grants or um, sponsorships in terms of. Um, have research when it comes to the plant. You know, sex is something doesn't get a whole lot of research. No, it doesn't. Research funding, I just said. No, right. No, research funding. No. And you know why? Not why, but you know, I what I there are a lot of Pandora's boxes in the sex industry, especially when it comes to the sex workers on the the illicit market side. Well, I guess everything everything is is pretty much illicit because nothing's legal now. I know they talked to Tessie about legalizing sex work, which really is just and was what they're really talking about is the prostitution aspect of it. Because when it comes to sex work, there's a broad uh yeah, umbrella of like what you can do in that industry, just like Shanae here, she's into sex, but she's a sex coach. I'm a sex coach, not a sex worker. So right. it, it, it was actually my girlfriend uh, sent me a post 
um, from another young lady. Because again, like I mean, the, the, the industries are also very small, you know, and very intimate as far as people that are actually, you know, committed to, like you said, everybody can consider themselves a cannabis expert, right? But until you actually start to do the work and do the work and know, it's the same thing as, you know, being a sex coach. I have a sex-based business, but, you know, when you think of a sex worker, you're thinking about somebody who is perhaps a streetwalker uh, level prostitute or a high industry escort. You're also thinking about people that perform um, in pornographic or adult movies. There are also people that serve as body surrogates. And surrogacy is not legal everywhere, but basically what surrogacy is, is you know, you hire somebody who will do body work with you. Right. So, as opposed to you learning from somebody who is, you know, a prostitute, you are learning from somebody whose job is to teach you versus just to take your money and get you home. You know, so you have to think about the legalities about how it is that your role interacts. But as a coach, my job is simply the same thing it would be if I was a financial coach or a life coach, which is another thing that pissed me off about work because if my job was as a life coach or a finance coach, then there would have never been the opportunity to do a sexual harassment thing. But because it was about sex and there was that, you know, to the left, you know, then, and I realize this is to the right, but to the, you know, that's how, that's how they do that's how they But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, the more that we talk about, you know, things that are good for us. Cannabis, it can be, you know, have very good health benefits for us. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about sex, there are good health benefits for us. But because they're so taboo as industries and as social constructs uh, as being something that as adults we should take and be able to enjoy, you know, people people shun them and shame them. And it, it's something that if they, you don't do it, then it will shame on you, which is why, you know, it's primarily, at least to me, that's one of the reasons why it is influenced as being a taboo industry at all. Well, I did, and, and we, because of the negative propaganda that was put around, the reefer madness is of oh, that right. right. the, the term marijuana. Dare, right. right. All of that, like, it's been drilled into our heads so much that even now, as a home grower, when I enter into different areas with my home growing, that where um, home grow may not be legal, or you know, weed itself may not be um, legal, or when I have, when I first had a conversation with my family about what I did, it was just kind of like, Oh, like yeah. everything bad they ever heard about me right. just started coming at me right. like and I'm like all the stereotypes, yeah. all the assumptions, yes. And they treated it like it was crack or cocaine. And because but you know, it's because of those negative stigmas and those things can really, really weigh heavy in our communities, um, and affect us in negative ways. Because here we have these emerging in billion dollar industries. Absolutely. And people are afraid to take that step forward because they've been so negatively stigmatized. So our job as experts is not only to teach our clients that come to us willing and open and wanting to get this, receive this information, but to also try to advocate and help break those barriers and break down those stigmas around this taboo space that we're in. So what are ways that you ladies feel that you can infiltrate your community with this information and help really break down those stigmas? So when they do hear or find out that their teenager is smoking weed, you know, how they can, you know, change that response around from when they found out you did, you know, right. or, you know, when we're talking about sex in a, you know, non-sexual environment, you know what I'm saying? How do we allow people to, I guess, feel a little bit more comfortable? What are ways that we, that you guys can do that, that we feel that you guys, you know, that you feel you can achieve that? To have patience when, because it usually, it doesn't happen so much now that like my family pretty much, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> um, and they openly and willingly come to me um, for things. So, you know, the um, non-practice inside. Anyway. So, 
when those things come up, when they start getting accusatory about, like, oh, you're just a pothead, or oh, you're just a sex worker, or whatever, they try to, you know, right. minimalize you too. Have patience. Like, you know, what, what what's the saying? Um, God forgive them for they know not what they do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So just have that patience and just, you know, like, you know, well, what makes, ask questions, what makes you feel this way? What, experience you have, what experiences have you had? What personal experiences, not what you, what have you heard? What personal experiences have you had yeah. that led you to feel the way you feel? And just really start to dig into that conversation. Like, really have the conversation. Actually have it. And then when you, and then, like, ask them, like, do you think that of me? Like, take cannabis out of it. Take the fact that you know, like, based on how I am or, like, how I move and right. who you know me to be, right. do you feel that way about me? Like, really just ask the questions. Make them think. Make them think. It's the way we, it's the way we challenge that. Yeah, I agree. That can be too trippy, though. So yes, it's you not about tricky. Right, because right. <laughs> cannabis is like we like it's a it's an object. You have it here. It is. Either you want it or you don't. Right. With sex, even like with your situation at work, they took your conversation mm-hmm. as something else. Yes. So it's like, you have to right. You have to be kind of cautious in how you step in and have that conversation. So what? How do you achieve that? You do. Um, have to be cautious. But I'm gonna. I'm going to ask the question now so I don't forget it, but I want to circle back to it because in the same way, cannabis is legal. We're in the district, cannabis, uh, recreational use of cannabis is legal, but depending on the job you have, even if you have a medical marijuana card, you can still not be allowed, you can still lose your job. So they're, they're, and this is why, again, we're talking about sex cannabis because they walk very parallel lines. There are certain protections for Exactly, right. for what it is that you can and cannot get away with. And so as, again, being it probably would have been a very different situation if I had been a different status at my job, if I'd been in a career uh, employee um, versus a management supervisor employee. They had to go through a lot more. But what I found was that, you know, the people that know me at the time knew about what it is that I did. It was like, I mean, you, you, you met me. So I'm not shy about talking about it. You know, I try to be um, diligent and respectful of the situation. So I'm not just like, you know, but again, you have to be, you have to be smart and let's say I wasn't as smart as I thought I was but I don't think that again we talk about the universe I'm put in a situation to bring me here and that's exactly where I'm supposed to be yeah but the way that they thank went God for growth <laughs> the reason why we have to do that is I think this is a journey in breaking those things we have to be able to have conviction and stand up for the things that we believe in because when we do that it makes it a lot easier to have the conversations and to challenge those people that aren't easily able to have those conversations, you know, bring it out of them. Even if it's an argument, fight for it. If you don't agree, to tell me why. You know, why is it that you believe that sex should only be for procreation? It should only be between husband and wife. If those people are in their situation, they're in their house, minding their business, what difference does it make to you? As long as they aren't breaking the law or, uh, and even breaking the law, you got to be cautious because sometimes it's worth a risk. Have fun, guys. It's a short life. <laughs> but as long as there's consent and you know there isn't anybody being hurt without you know their permission, I'm I'm good with it. But it's really like communication and having these conversations. The more you hear about it, the more it gets normalized. The more it just becomes you become numb to it, and it doesn't become such a fucking big. Also, now. when you talk about it, people start to realize how much of themselves is out there. They're like, oh, I feel this way too. Yeah. There's a, there's a mirror. Mm-hmm. So when you start talking about it, you start mirroring. Right, exactly. And so without that ability to mirror, there won't be any progress. Have you have you ever met somebody and then you found out that they smoke and you're like, 
educate them about you know the positive things that learning how to grow can impact your life. And you definitely don't have to smoke with them for them to learn or understand the um, health and medical properties of the plant. So you can do all of those wonderful things, help break the stigma. Um, and that's what we're hoping to do with this series. Yeah, it's four-part series. Um, we were just bringing the ice to y'all, getting y'all to know us and what we do in this space and how they are very similar to each other. Yes, yes absolutely. I think we want to get to they're, the they're, part. They're, they're the same. They're the same. Yeah, very much the same. Because if you want to, because, okay, to break it down a little bit further, we are smoking, the flower that we are smoking is from the feminine plant, not from the masculine plant. So, there, so even cannabis has masculine and feminine. And the flower that is And you want to start something else. I'm I'm not, that's for their gender fluidity. A whole nother, a whole nother <laughs> <that's the> section. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, they have their, they are hermaphrodites and all that. Yes, that does exist. Again, it does. I'm trying to <laughs> so, um, but I feel like we can deep dive into yeah. those properties of the plant. Yes, that can yes, help us our series. get off. Yes, yes, like yes. coming with cannabis, yes, which is yes. going to be episode number two. Yes, yes, yes. Following up, so you guys are tuned into Weed Wednesdays, Growing with the Industry. I am your favorite homegrown grow with me. So make sure you guys like, follow, tune in, and subscribe on all my social media channels. Grow with Lisa, G-R-O-1-W, because I'm the number one favorite girl in your life, I-T-H-L-I-S-A. Yes, my name is Shanae Jones, S-H-A-N-I, and you are listening or following me on D-O-Y-O-U-K-N-K-Y. This will be available as a video and a podcast, so please listen out for both of those. Uh, you can follow me across all social media at the same thing, D-O-Y-O-U-K-N-K-Y, and if you add a .com to that, that is my website, so you shall be able to find me. And I look forward to hearing from you. And don't forget about our guests. Yes, these are yes. yes, guys, you can find me at Sweets Elevated Eats. I'm currently in the middle of transition, but if you need to get in touch with me and you'd like to learn more about cannabis or ways that you can use cannabis to improve your life experience in general, please hit me on Sweets Elevated Eats. That is S-W-E-E-T-S-E-L-E-V-A-T-E-D. E-A-T-S, that is a lot of words, yes. so it will be spelled out in the description yes. under both these ladies' um, videos when they release it. Um, I can also be emailed at sita.abdulmalik at gmail.com. That is S-I-T-A dot A-B-D-U-L-M-A-L-I-K at gmail.com. All right, All right. we're going to take this smoke break, and we'll catch you guys next episode. Bye.